Good morning, St. James, and welcome to our uh, Bible readings and our sermon for this Sunday, uh, the 11th of July. Uh, to begin, we're going to look at our two Bible readings. Uh, our first is from the letter of 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 22, into chapter 2 and verse 3. And Peter wrote this. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. So get rid of all evil behaviour. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you've had a taste of the Lord's kindness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Gospel reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 13 and verses 34 to 35. And it's Jesus speaking to his disciples after he's washed their feet uh, and um, before he goes out to pray at Gethsemane. So just before, literally just before he's about to tell Peter uh, that Peter's going to betray him. And Jesus said this to his disciples. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as we come to reflect on these, uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth given to us. And we ask now that you would send your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, to lead us to Jesus. Lord, speak to us in our hearts, we pray. Amen. So, uh, in our uh, reading from Peter, you have this passage where, uh, where Peter says, uh, you must love each other uh, with a brotherly love. Uh, you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. So actually, I just want to ask a question. For, the, for those of you who have brothers and sisters, think back to when you were children. What did showing love look like as a brother or as a sister? Uh, I imagine... Uh, a lot of that would depend on uh, where you were in your family. So uh, Reverend Ali is the elder sister in her family. Uh, I was the younger brother. Uh, and as such, um, I struggled more as a teenager with the passage that said, uh, if you hate your brother in your heart, then you've committed murder and you've broken the commandments. Uh, because my brother was always a foot taller than me. He was three years older than me. Uh, and all our fights ended one way. Uh, and it wasn't 
well for me. And, um, you know, I, I love my brother deeply. But my experience growing up was that we were, um, oh, we, we were sharing space. We annoyed each other. And you look back and we played together. We did things together. We, we worked together on some things. But the conflict and the arguments uh, are are things that always stand out more because there was a lot more emotion around those occasions. Um, yeah. I think if I was preaching this in church, uh, there might be a couple of stories that I would share. But as this is going online, then I think for my brother and my sake, uh, we'll leave those there. But there were lots of arguments. And you think, is that brotherly love? But actually, my brother is still my brother. Uh, and he's still someone that I care about, that I look out for. Uh, and I, I look out for his family as well. Uh, his family and my family um, have a love for each other that actually doesn't change depending on um, what else is going on in our lives. Occasionally we see each other more often, sometimes less often. Um, but certainly when, uh, as a family, we faced uh, our mother's death, uh, just two months ago, there was no question that um, we weren't both there for each other and for our families because we we are brothers and so therefore we love each other, therefore we look out for each other um, and we worked hard to share uh, the jobs and the, the duties that came up out of my mother's death. Now, Peter has been speaking about us being brought into a new family, about God having called us his children. And so this is the natural extension of that, that actually if we are all God's children, then we are brothers and sisters to each other. And so therefore, the obvious implication is that we should be loving each other uh, the way that um, that Jesus loves us. Our gospel reading uh, has Peter being told this by Jesus. I love you, he says, and so you should love each other the way that I have loved you. And so Peter is, is sharing what he has received. So we are all heirs with Jesus. We are children of God alongside Jesus. And so Jesus has loved us with a sacrificial love, with a, a love that's beyond our understanding. And his mission to us is that we should love each other in the same way. Now, as we think about that, Peter gives us some, another piece of context, another piece of the puzzle to understand uh, our situation and how we are to love each other. And he says, look, the word of God says, people are like grass. And this passage from Isaiah that we have at the funerals, people are like grass, their beauty like a flower in the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And so Peter is saying, um, you've been born again. And the life that you have now is not a life that is fleeting. It's not a life that lasts for a short time but it's a life that lasts forever and actually as people we are 
We are programmed to judge something based on how permanent it is. How we treat something depends on, on how long it will last for. Uh, a brief example, if, if I'm making a sandwich for my lunch, um, that can be very, very rushed. It would like uh, bread, cheese, bread, done. <laughs> if I'm feeling if I'm feeling fancy, uh, I might get a jar of pickles out the fridge and, and slap one on. But I'm going to eat it straight away. It's going to be gone in 30 seconds. So I spend 30 seconds preparing it and done. Uh, and I will not think about it for the rest of the day. Contrast that with Christmas dinner. When I go to my in-laws house and we will have our service at church and then we'll drive uh, to see them and we'll arrive 12.30, 1 o'clock. And dinner will still be being prepared. There will be vegetables being peeled. There'll be sauces on the, uh, the stove. Uh, there'll be stuffing being mixed. And at 2 o'clock, we'll, we'll have moved on. Some things will have started cooking, but we're still preparing other things. 3 o'clock, um, there might be some snacks handed round. Just, just to keep people going um, as the food continues being cooked. And so having arrived at half twelve, one o'clock, we might sit down to eat at half past four with that meal having been being prepared for most of the day and some ingredients from the night before. But that Christmas Day meal will last from half past four through till ten o'clock. It's... Um, it's amazing how long you can spend at a table. When you want to chat together, when you want to enjoy the food, and we talk about the starter, uh, and we'll chat over it and then clear it away because the main course comes. Uh, it, it's a way of eating that's alien to uh, my upbringing, but it's very much part of um, the way my, my new family, my in-laws, the way they do. They do Christmas, they do meals together. It's a meal that's going to last. And so they put so much thought into it, so much care into each element of it, and everyone joins in. Everyone shares it, and as we eat, we say, oh, who, who, did, the, who did the bread stuffing? Who did the bread sauce? Oh, who did this? Oh, fantastic, that's really nice, that's lovely. And there's laughter, and there is, uh, there is joy in sharing that together. We work harder at it, because we're going to enjoy it for longer. Uh, and we're going to think back and we're going to remember it. The next year we'll say, oh, that thing worked really well last year. Can we do that again? It's, it stays with us. So similarly, for our lives as Christians, we're not, we're not working now for something that's going to last five minutes. Actually, our lives are forever. I, you know, similarly, like my sandwich, when I was 12, I was like, I didn't care about my health. I did what I wanted to do. It was like, I want to play. Now, playing ended up being exercise, but it was a case of, you know, a constant battle with my parents. Like, you need to brush your teeth. You need to have a healthy diet. You need to try and control how much sugar you eat because your body's going to last you a long time. Like, ah, my body's going to be fine. Da -da -da -da, nothing matters. I just, just do what's, what's now. Whereas now I'm in my 40s, I pay a bit more attention <laughs> to exercise and to diet and all sorts of things because you know i'm feeling the consequences of choices i've made in my teeth as so now i'm thinking actually i want to look after myself so that 
I'm around um, as my kids get older, as they do stuff, so that my body still works um, in 10, 20, 30 years' time. The way we, I look after myself is different. And Peter is saying the same thing. It's like, you need to look after your life as something that is permanent, something that is eternal, something that will last forever. So the things that you are doing now in terms of your character and your life, these are things with, with future value. And so he is very clear. So what that means is get rid of all evil behaviour. Get rid of deceit, hypocrisy. Get rid of any, uh, he calls it unkind speech. Anything that separates you from other people, anything that takes you further away from God, get rid of it. Invest now in those things that are going to get you closer to God, make you more like Jesus, because this is your eternal life. Now, the other part of being human is that we often don't like feeling long, thinking long term. We don't like thinking about forever. But actually, Peter's saying, what you do now counts, and what you do now is worth thinking about. And actually, what are we to do? Well, we said cry out for for nourishment, um, pure spiritual milk. So, like, well, so what is pure spiritual milk? Well, from the context of this passage, the pure things that we should be looking for are showing sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters and being done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy and all unkind speech. Peter is saying that your life is forever. And so to feed that spiritual life, to feel that eternal, feed, feed that eternal life. Love each other. Follow the commandment that Jesus gave to Peter and the other disciples of loving each other sincerely as brothers and sisters. That love that feels a connection to other people. Not just because they are family, not just because um, they like the same things that we do, but because they, like us, are children of the same Heavenly Father. I love that at baptism we say that as someone comes out of the water. We are children of the same Heavenly Father. We welcome you. We've said that at St James to people coming out of the water who have been uh, Gujarati, who've been Tamil, who've been Bulgarian, who've been Egyptian. We are children of the same Heavenly Father. We welcome you. And so we are called to love each other with that uh, brotherly, sisterly affection. And that's really tough. Actually, with the way that our society is right now, that is hard. And with uh, pandemic restrictions, it's doubly hard. Because we don't see each other. How do you love someone that you don't see? And actually, as a church family, we don't even know each other's names across all our services. Now, there are limits on us because we've not been able to meet together. Some of us are shielding. Uh, some of us are working and 
as we are key workers, our shifts and our hours have changed and become more demanding. But whatever your place, whatever your situation, these truths are unchanging. We are children of the same Heavenly Father. And we are called to love each other with sincere brotherly and sisterly love. In the same way that Jesus loved us, we are to love each other. So, the question this week, who, who is part of St James, do you love? By which I mean, who are you showing sincere love to? Who are you calling? Who are you checking in on? Who are you praying for? Now, if, uh, as I've asked that, you think, well, you know, there are, there, are, there are two or three people. Fantastic. Amazing that you've done that. We are a church with 180 on our electoral roll. And so actually, part of our discipleship, part of our journey of uh, being more like Jesus is getting to know the other members of our church fellowship. Is finding out how people are who we don't usually talk to, who we wouldn't normally come into contact with. One of the things that um, the events of two months ago showed me, um, and actually a little bit since too, um, you know, the grief of, of losing my mum affected all kinds of parts of my life and actually reduced how much space I had to think outside of myself and my immediate uh, things that I had to do. Uh, I'm sorry for ways that that's impacted on uh, work at church. But... Church is never just the vicar, vicars in our case here at St James. If it's only the vicars who know everyone, that limits what we do. If it's only the vicars who show love, who call people to say, how are you getting on? Who It's only the vicars who are praying for people. That's a, a, a poor church, that's a limited church. I'm always grateful uh, when people share with me that the people they've phoned, the people they've spoken to, the people they're praying for, because it's just such an encouragement to know that God is at work amongst us. Uh, and, and it doesn't rest on me, because <laughs> things that rest on me, they tend to fall. I am very fallible, very human. And God is so much bigger than just this piece of plastic that a couple of us wear. God's love for you is greater than you will ever understand. But we grow in understanding it as we follow his command to show love for each other the way Jesus loved us. As we do that, we are equipping ourselves, we are feeding our souls 
as we prepare them for the eternal life that they are they are the eternal journey they are on our lives are eternal they are worth investing in they are worth working on and peter says to work on them show love love each other and as we do that other people will see us and go wow they really love each other they don't do things just for what people will do back for them they don't only love people who look the same as them there is something different i love being part of st james it's a privilege to worship with people in different languages uh, to get to know so many different uh, types of people God is at work amongst us and through us because we are different but we should be encouraged today and never forget that we love each other because we're commanded to and because we are children of the same Heavenly Father so receive God's love today and then ask the Spirit to show you how you can love other members of St. James, other members of our community with that sincere love. Let's pray. Let's ask for God's help. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you loved us with such an amazing love, such a sacrificial love. And thank you that we are now children of our Heavenly Father like you. So we ask that you fill us with your Holy Spirit again and that you guide us in how we can love each other. That we might be, uh, that we might be helped to grow in this eternal life you have given us that we might be more like you and a blessing to you as well as a blessing to the world you've placed us in we ask this lord jesus in your name and for your glory amen thank you very much for watching and um, if you're going to watch the football tonight, then I, I hope that you enjoy it as much as I'm hoping to enjoy it. It'll be good, whatever the result. But it'll be better a thing than to win. Uh, have a lovely day and God bless you. Bye-bye.